0: hello hi how are you good we are back week number two
1: i i've been anticipating ever since the last one so so excited
0: so excited about today so am i i feel like in the month it flew by but then at the same time i'm like i feel like it's been forever since we did the first one especially when we started planning this like right after tpc so
1: yeah it came on fast and furious
0: Yeah, it really did. It was, it's been a lot, but it's so good. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. um, Um, First of all, I want to say if Dexter Wiseman is watching,
1: I gave you so much trouble for your background over all of those years. (laughs) And I got to apologize because we're renovating our main level. So I'm in sort of Curtis's man cave. And uh, so... It doesn't look so good, but that's okay. That's okay. That was focused on you anyway. Yeah. So So let's, um, let's talk about what's next. Let's let's talk about what's next for her. And, you know, first of all, as we kind of enter um, the agenda of the show, I just, I want to thank you for the outpouring of support since, um, since our last podcast. And Actually, Katie's initial pod, um, announcement this morning. We, we've just gotten tremendous encouragement, advocacy, support from all over the country already this morning, even before we've launched this live, you know, show. So we just want to thank you. Just so yeah. grateful for our community. And I think Katie and I are really just trying to do our best to provide different or unique, um, bring different content and guests to the show as we you know um look to the future so once again just yeah. thank you everyone for yeah for, the amount of people and...
0: like at tpc that came up and talked to us and just kind of mm-hmm. said like they enjoyed the first podcast or they're looking forward to the next one and the people who've reached out and shared the posts and commented on them and said kind words like it definitely doesn't go unnoticed and like i know we both appreciate Everything that, like all the support from everyone, um, it's overwhelming sometimes with just the amount of support that's kind of come in. And I, sometimes I sit there and I'm like, wow, but it's, it's a good thing. It is
1: an awesome thing. I think, keep it coming. Let us know what you think. Um, I think we're striving to advocate for great bowling, you know, across the country. We want to celebrate accomplishments amongst all levels and and players. Um, That's really important for for us, and I know this. You know, we we call this a ladies' edition, but really, it's it's about much more than that. It's about the broader bowling um, community, and uh, we're just we're trying trying to like strive to to reach all. So, anyway, right. thank thank you. And,
0: yeah, and I think what you just said kind of speaks to as we go into our agenda for the day. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about how it's a ladies' edition of the podcast, but not always ladies only. And Mm -hmm. uh, tonight on our agenda, we have our first male guest. Um, So as we get into our agenda, we have Brad Tickat is going to be coming and joining us to talk a little bit about some of his accomplishments at TPC. We've got um, some great information about two fantastic ladies from Ontario that just got inducted to the Ontario Hall of Fame. So we're going to talk Brenda Walters and Sandy Horton. Um, we have a big TPC recap. There was a ton that happened at TPC. So we're going to talk all things TPC. And then my good friend Des is coming on to kind of give yeah. us a little bit of coaching insights and another Fab Five update. We got some big announcements we're dropping.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Stacey's it's amazing. Stacy's on. I think the big thing is that um, we're going to actually encourage Des and Stacy to be on every podcast. So they're going to you know, obviously be consistent on the podcast. We're happy to have them in terms of the evolution and kind of teachable moments for her. And obviously what's happening with Fab Five and, and that whole thing. So we're, we're super, super stoked.
0: Yeah. So other than that, um, looking around the country, I know Newfoundland had their open Mm -hmm. qualifier for the ladies to, represent Team Newfoundland here in Edmonton at Open, Provin- or at Open Nationals this year. So their team is finalized. It's ready to go. First right. team of the country to know who's coming to Edmonton. Let's talk
1: about it. Let's, what yeah. happened, Katie? What
0: happened there? Um, Katie Wells. So she was single um, last year. She ended up coming in second in the singles and then won a gold medal. She is back on top of the Newfoundland team. Megan Gallicano, Selena Shepard, are there other two singles representatives? And then Tina Trico, uh, Marie Bidgood, and Melissa Manor is rounding out the ladies team.
1: Congratulations, ladies! That's an amazing bowling. So the scores too looked
0: fabulous, right? Yeah, day one was like big. Like I know um, Katie Wells shot twenty one seventy one for day one. There was also a couple high twenty or like two thousands in there. Day two looked like it was a little bit rockier across the board lots of like mid 1800s low 1800s but um yeah it was good
1: do you know if it was in two different centers that'd be good to to understand anybody like give us some if anybody from newfoundland's watching that would be awesome
0: to know was there two different centers same center uh that would be not 100 percent sure to know but yeah because you could definitely see a change in scores from day one to day two um across the board it looked like it was pretty except for melissa manor she shot 1842 day one, 1846 day two. So, so manner like, so consistent. So <laughs> consistent. There was no fluctuation there, just just there. So amazing. Congratulations, Nikon. That's awesome. Yeah. So other th- oh uh, Brad is telling us holiday in Paradise. So it was two different so it's, okay, awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So other than that, I think first are we game. ready to bring in our first we best? are fast and furious. All right, okay, let's see if I remember how to do this here. Bradley Tikka. Hello, Hello. How are you
1: guys? Thank can you. Good, good
0: so, Thank you for our joining Our first male guest. I, know. I can hear a bit, that bit one of off the boss, is so. I
1: just on my. Is that on my end, an echo? Uh, maybe.
0: Maybe. So, that's Okay.
2: Hopefully, yeah.
0: Is so want
1: to make,
0: make sure that we can that hear better? you, make sure that we yes. can hear
1: you, yes.
0: yeah. Yeah, um, so thinking TPC, Brad, big accomplishment at TPC.
2: Yeah, that you one felt, 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 pretty, felt good. Good.
0: <laughs> pretty good. Pretty <laughs> good. So for those of you who don't know, yeah, Brad during the 32s shot a 450 um in the a side tell us about what was going through your head while you were on the lane b side sorry b side yeah uh
2: honestly the first six frames was just kind of getting comfortable i played okay the first on the a side so the first touches but i never really felt comfortable and then for the first five frames I was like okay this is feeling you kind of get the feeling you're like you're feeling okay this could be all right in my head I'm thinking like three and a quarter 350 that's where I feel like and then I kind of went up in six and I threw probably the thickest grossest strike in my 20 plus years of bowling I've ever seen like Randy Maine from BC came over and said that was the loudest squeak of a strike I have ever heard in my life (laughs) it was not pretty but at the same token I threw it and once it went, it was kind of one of those ones I'm like, well, if something special is gonna happen today, it's now, so be sharp. Right. So managed to kind of put together knew? I knew there was a definite chance. I'm not gonna say I knew it because it's five-pin bowling, there's a lot of ways weird things happen. Right. And my names on that set were not very good. But I knew there was a chance if I stayed mentally into it and didn't let get caught up in any of the nuances of match player oh I feel like I could do it so just really committed to trying to make that process right
1: mindset wise I mean I feel like this is a bit of a teachable moment Brad not you know it's not often that we get a perfect game at a big event like that but teachable moment in terms of like going into the 10th frame what was the thought process I mean I saw you pacing a little bit I was I was there it was fantastic to watch um but like share what the 10th frame looked like for you
2: for sure so for me the first ball in 10 was the big one I knew for me I don't know why it's just a mental thing with me 10 the first ball in 10 is the most important ball to me it I don't maybe it's other people that way i'm like commit to the process and don't do anything special here because this isn't the ball that you're worried about and walked up and i'm not gonna say i threw the best shot that game but i threw a shot that i knew was gonna go even though it wasn't in a great spot It's like it was a little to like a power shot shot but then bro balls 11 and 12 i told myself don't go up and throw a bowling ball until you know who you're gonna throw, so I took a little bit more time than I, I generally do, and do thing on bowling, and not what my bowling's doing, if that's a good way to phrase it, or something that makes sense to other people. Mm-hmm. like my game is derived so much around feel; it's really easy to get caught up in that. Felt like a strike, but it wasn't. Where it felt like it wasn't a strike, and it was. So it was trying to avoid that and just being like, I want to feel like this throwing the ball.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And so then, obviously, moving forward, that one was a best two out of three games. And you came out of that, you threw the 450 first, yeah. and then did not end up beating Rob Wolf in that match. Tell us a little bit about the next two games. Kind of did mindset change? Did focus no, shift? No,
2: I did <clears throat> Uh, game two, I actually felt like I threw the ball pretty good for coming off of a perfect game. Uh, but Robbie threw, yeah, I was playing Rob wilson and he threw the first four strikes about as good as you could. And I'm like, oh, he's going to give it right back, back to me now. And I kind of chuckled at myself. Uh, dug a little bit, kind of got myself in a position, and then opened 9-10 to lose the match by 40 or 45 or something like that. Game two was where the, the brains caught up to me, and I'm like, OK, you just threw a perfect game, and now you're in danger of losing the match. Try and get it together. And brain went to results, and my results went out the door, and I think I had 120 in big frames. So not quite a level, but it was a lot of over-replication. Like, I was trying to emulate instead of replicate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is another thing I've been working on trying to get away from. Yeah, it was like I know this one thing is a strike. Well, the moment I try and do just one thing a hundred percent instead of doing the process a hundred percent, everything else goes up the window. Right.
0: Right.
1: Congratulations on a perfect game. And a check that is outstanding, that Thank most you. of us would envy. <laughs> like, it's a beautiful uh, weekend, regardless of the outcome. Obviously, I know that you want more. We all strive for, for more. But like, just that moment alone, I'm sure wouldn't be easy to overcome that moment with everybody kind of celebrating you, hugging you after that. Um, the fact that you strive to you like, even encourage that, like, that's tough, right?
2: Yeah, I was good for the most part, but I won't lie, Tracy, when you came up to me and gave me the hug afterwards, that was probably the closest I got to coming into tears. It Love was, it. That means- it finally felt like I've... it, it Like, I, I've always loved watching you bowl. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the video of you on YouTube playing on the CBCs. Like, I've always enjoyed it. You're <laughs> one of my favorite that, people. That was a loss, the, by like, the way.
1: <laughs> it,
2: I know, but there's... Yeah,
1: you have Thank
2: that you. history of being able to watch you through the years so yeah I'll take my i work think and getting to play with you now and uh, it, it's just something for me that's always felt special is when i get acknowledged by people who i consider legends and all-time greats in the sport so i
1: love you dearly and you know that yeah yeah awesome congratulations Thank you for uh, being on the podcast with us and, um, you know, sharing your special uh, moment you and uh, we loved w- we loved watching it.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me guys. Or ladies, I guess. Yep.
1: Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Do it again. We'll have you on again.
2: Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: oh, well, I cut him off again. Every oh, podcast.
1: I'm going to cut one, worked, cut one person gonna, off. We're going to work <laughs> on that. Hi
0: <laughs> Very very cool. I'm um, yeah. happy to have him on. Of course, yeah. Yeah. All right. Switch into some other big news. Yeah, I think, you know, we're trying to go um we're
1: tr- trying to, you know, make this podcast a little bit special and and obviously we're going to talk about the ac- the major accomplishments uh for the women at the TPC. It's very oh. special. Um, But I think it's really important. On November 6th, actually, there were two uh, amazing, beautiful um, human beings that were inducted into the Ontario uh, Five Pin uh, Bowlers Hall of Fame. And I think it's just unique for us to be able to, you know, talk about them, celebrate that moment, talk about their accomplishments. Super happy. So we're actually going to have... you know talk a little bit about Brenda Walters and we're going to have um Sandy Horton on, on the show a little bit later. Brenda unfortunately um couldn't couldn't join us but um we want to talk we literally want to talk about um uh, her accomplishments over the last you know 20-30 uh years. So unfortunately Brenda couldn't be here with us so it's just Katie and I and I, and I her picture and her picture and, her and pictures, we're too. hoping to strive to make her proud of um you know what we uh what we say what we talk about her she sh- you shared a lot with us so let's let's just talk about brenda for you know uh, a little bit of time so yeah. november 6 inducted into the ontario uh, five pinballers hall of fame it's super cool it's a huge accomplishment Um, So let's talk about it. 25 Ontario Provincial Open Open Championships. And if I get any of this wrong, I apologize because there's probably so much more depth um, to what um, these two women have accomplished uh, that it's incredible. 17 single titles representing Hamilton, which is crazy out of 25. 22 ladies team representing um, Hamilton, three mixed teams eight-time gold uh, medals um, advancing to nationals. Once she got to nationals at the Open, 1994, 99, 2001, she was a singles, a champion. Um, This was my early on. I'm sure we're probably close to age. We're in the same genre for sure. Uh, Both of these women, especially Brenda and Sandy, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't get enough of watching them. Um, 1995, 2004, 2005, ladies' team uh, national champion. Uh, masters lifetime average from 1991 to 2016 was 254, which is crazy. Seven ladies team national champions. So that's, they dominated back in the day. Like it was just crazy. um, And they continue to, you know, be fierce. 2003 ladies singles national uh, champion and 19 national appearances. Six as singles, 13 as team.
0: Yeah. Crazy. That's an incredible like tournament resume.
1: Yeah, it's I, we're not, we're not going to stop because it's We're not just, done. No. There's more. Just <laughs> no. wait.
0: There's more.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, even beyond that, like some of her personal records, 450. So she's another one who's thrown that perfect game. All of her high personal records are well over 300 average. Um, high triple, 1076. High five, 1615. High 10 was 3100 um she also did some coaching in 19 or in 2019 and 22 she was the open mixed team coach and provincial champion and in 2022 she was open national mixed team gold so at the last nationals over in newfoundland her team won gold like
1: i mean it's unfortunate I'm- that she couldn't join us tonight um because you know this kind of Bowler, human, on a personal side, what we could learn, experience from an individual like this, I think would just be fabulous, even for a short period of time, you know, 10-15 minutes would have just been wonderful to have her uh, join us and kind of celebrate um, Yeah, decades of accomplishments. Um, she's still obviously very um, involved. Um, yeah doing her thing but um I just want to say you know every single piece of what she's given to us for me as a young bowler um you know I loved watching every minute of her when when she was accomplishing some of these um great accomplishments and she paid she's paved the way she's a pioneer in our sport um and it definitely needs to be celebrated
0: yeah yeah and she has the credentials and the resume that like Players like me who are still building my resume just aspire to, to get to one day to have that, you know, list of accomplishments like that. It's wild.
1: Agreed, agreed. Um, you know, I want because we have time, I want to talk about what I feel like she taught me as a bowler. Mm-hmm. And we could have like, you know, tons of people who would but her, um, she's just so gracious on the lanes uh for me when I watched her, but yet so fierce. Um, which is fascinating, would um, say she was tenacious on, you know, on, on the lanes, but always so outgoing um, off the lanes, right, um, enjoyed, uh, like, tons of moments, laughter, you know, drinks, you know, after, you know, the bowling hours, and you could strive to be an individual, it would, you know, it would to be like, like her. So um, I watched her in awe as a, as a young yeah. bowler for sure.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And like, wow. Well, yeah. Like I, I'm just like speechless at the moment. I'm like, listening I know. to all of the accomplished. I'm like, I don't think I have anything to add to this. No, She's I know. Like, I, I, I
1: wish we, <laughs> in, in a perfect world, it would have been ideal to have kind of her, you know, I want to call it her <laughs> tribe, like her, you know, girls, like yeah. even her group to like, come on and maybe uh, talk about, um her a little Bolting bit with her or, yeah you know. yeah. And, yeah and you know that was a consideration that we that we talked about but um you know first and for, foremost i know she couldn't be here but I, I just think it was it's it's critical that we talk about yeah see i love this uh, yeah fierce but looked baby so assassin. it's so true it is so true so thank you for posting that like bring it in i think it's important that we celebrate her um mm-hmm. and um uh, grateful for what she's
0: given the sport yeah um and she's not the only one we no. have
1: two yes amazing yes,
0: players. <laughs> yes. Like.
1: yeah so another one sandy um often you know i would say that she's a my sister from a, another mister i felt like we it's very relatable her her family was very involved um in the sport, uh, un- both like my parents were always there and it very uh, rate of relatable. Um, she obviously accomplished more um, early on in her career and continued to do so versus me. I felt like I needed to work work on it, but um, uh, we're happy uh, that Sandy actually could join us. Oh, should today? we bring her in and then kind yeah. of go through some of her accomplishments? Yeah, I love all it. All right,
0: yeah. we're gonna bring her in and then we'll start talking all things Sandy.
1: Sandy.
3: Hello. Hi, ladies.
1: Thank you for joining us. I know there's a two-hour gap, and I'm grateful that you're feeling comfortable enough to join us. And first and foremost, I just want to say congratulations. November 6th was a huge day for you. Ontario Five Pin Bowlers Hall of Fame inductee, um, well-deserved. We're going to talk a little bit about um, some of your accomplishments, and we know that there's way more depth to what we're even talk about. And then we're going to just pick your brain and, and ask you a few questions. So you're going to have to sit back and you're going to (laughs) have to listen to like what you accomplished, Sandy. Um, And you know that, you know
3: that half of it. So (laughs) it's
1: okay. We're going to, we're (laughs) going to remind you you. (laughs) and uh, you know that you're dear to my heart. I love you very much. Let's talk about your career. So YBC career, uh, 1989, uh, 1994, steps to stardom, and you achieved a uh, bronze medal, which is, you know, huge in the, in the youth um, right. area. Masters, bowlers of Ontario. So 1994, 95, 2005, singles, ladies, national champion. I got to remind you, this was all in a genre where Ontario 100% dominated um, the country. I mean, obvious.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I think the other thing to like point out, this is spending over like a decade. It's not like three years in a row where you're on a hot streak. This is like 94, 2005. That's quite a range of time to have a lot of success.
1: I was there for the first few um, early on. I watched it in admiration. Uh, Nine Ontario ladies teams, eight national titles. We go on for your master's uh, highlights, 12 provincial titles, 3167, a high game, 10 block and two 448 games. Cool. Yeah. Cool and close. Right. And then Katie is actually going to talk
0: about your uh, your open accomplishments. Yeah. Open, um, the first eight out of nine years, single representative for York Simcoe region. 2013 singles ladies national champion. Uh, 19 opens, 14 times as a single, 17 ladies teams and two mixed teams, which is wild. Three TSN appearances, CBC television series. It goes on and on. (laughs) Sandy, Like I know we're
1: not covering everything, nor did we for brenda and i know it's special for the two of you to be able to celebrate um you know that moment um together there's long history there um what we kind of want to pick at is with that huge resume and like things that we didn't even talk about but can you recall some of your most memorable moments we all have them good, bad, or ugly, yeah. teach the us about, out. yeah, the, yeah.
3: Well, I think you guys can relate to this one. Um, I can't remember which, you have to excuse me, I have a cold, so I said, mm-hmm. Sound great. Um, I can't remember which singles it was, it was Masters and it was against Diane Violini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love the lady. But I finished the first game on eight in a row. So I won. And then I started the next game on seven in a row. And I can remember Diane turned around, and looked at my dad, and she goes, does she have something against me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are ready. You are ready.
3: Well, he prepared me for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was probably my favorite
1: one any additional memorable moments like was there something that you overcame and then it ended up being kind of a surprise at the end
3: i think everything's a surprise
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) expect
3: that you're going to go in there and win sure um like honest to god and i'm not tooting your horn there but alberta ladies you guys are always amazing like i would watch you guys and honest to god i would look and go god i can't beat them (laughs) without a word of a lie (laughs) so I think everything whatever you won was just as special
1: as the first agreed yeah let's talk about dad Uh, and you knew this was coming because I yes I prepped you I I did prep her yeah and and Sandy and I are very similar um in personalities actually so you know, tell me about your dad.
3: Well, um, my dad was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, he gave a lot to the sport. And I didn't have him long.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I had him for 25 years. But at least I had him for those 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he taught me a lot. Uh, he taught me everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't think there's a person that could say anything bad about my dad. Mm -hmm. There's anybody that would say anything about him because he just was an all around amazing man. And it must be the name for Tom.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. I mean, I saw your posting on Facebook. I noticed that you had brought a picture of your dad to your special um, day, which I think is really um, unique and cool. Um, tell us a little bit more about you know, what your, your mom or your dad taught you um, in, in the game of bowling.
3: Um, it was tough growing up because my mom, uh, a lot of my friends can relate that uh, my mom wasn't as nice about it. So if I didn't do well at a tournament It wasn't going to be a nice ride home. (laughs) Sometimes I liked when I got my license and I could drive myself. But uh, so on that hand, there was my mom being uh, not cruel, but strict being, I guess, the hard love. And then there was my dad going, it's okay, It's okay. You'll do it next time. And he goes, we'll go and work on something like it was just they they offset each other. And I think I got a bit of both. I got the fire of Betty and I got the coolness of Tom.
1: (laughs) Right. Which is exactly how my parents were. So it's just crazy sometimes how I feel like it's very, very similar. Um, I think it's me, Sandy. I know, you know, I want to move on a little bit and kind of be able to celebrate it, but like, I'm sure you're proud of a a, a lot in your life. And I know you've had some hardship as well. And we're not going to go down that lane. But some of the, you know, proudest moments for you, I'm sure it all feels awesome in the moment. But, like, what are you most proud of? It's a big resume. Like, huge resume. Lots
0: to choose from. (laughs) Lots to choose from.
1: And it could be all of it.
3: You know what? I'm just proud of, yeah, what I have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one that sticks out more, maybe more than the money tournaments. the Like the $10,000 one, that one was awesome. It was the day after my <laughs> game final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> like yeah. <this> <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think it's just uh, um, when Walter was doing his speech at the Hall of Fame, I was like,
1: oh, I did that? <laughs> like it was just, you kind of forget about the portfolio a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: A lot yeah. of it when I was younger. So,
1: yeah. What's it, next? What's next for Sandy? Like, what's next in, in, in the game? Well,
3: I, um, I had a massive car accident in 2019. And part of my physiotherapy, um, my physiotherapist said, go back bowling. So Ooh. I went bowling because um, I had broken a lot of bones, and just the movement of everything could help. Um, So I went back bowling, and let me tell you, it was discouraging. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew I was healing, I bowled terrible. (laughs) Um, My average went down to next to nothing. So taking advantage of that i joined the teaching division this year
1: <laughs> that's awesome so what what, ha- okay. what have you played yet um we've
3: had two tournaments yep and uh, the first one was really good i think i came third or fourth and the uh, one on the weekend wasn't very good but i was also not feeling up to par so
1: fair yeah get sandy back in the saddle yeah <laughs> Doesn't matter how it is. I have been eligible for seniors for the last five years. <laughs> I went to seniors again this year too. Yeah. yeah so any, so I get it. Um, we'll still give it another good, you know, good go if we, we can. Um, one last question before we kind of advance on, but if, if you had to give advice to the younger Sandy or any younger youth bowling you know, coming up in the game. Sandy, what what would it be? Believe in yourself. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Hashtag believe in yourself. I that's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually gonna take that advice. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not always the easiest, but
1: <laughs> no, not. yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Short and sweet. congratulations you're in the ontario hall of fame huge Huge accomplishments thank you (laughs) yeah uh country is proud of you thank you yeah yeah thank you for joining us
3: thank you very much
1: thanks sandy thank you sandy bye ladies i incredible
0: yeah like both of their resumes are just outstanding
1: Yeah. um, You know, literally, we probably could have them on for the full, you know, hour and learn from them, you know, understand some of those teachable moments, which I think are great in the sport. Uh, The fact that we could have them, you know, talk about them for 10 to 15 minutes, have Sandy join us for a little bit of time. But yeah, I I,
0: I could have spent
1: tons of time.
0: Ton, Yeah. Yeah. Just highlighting them. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's just so positive to have. Like, I just love that. Yeah,
1: believe in yourself. hashtag Believe in yourself. Like hashtag that.
0: Believe in yourself. Yes. Um. Yeah. So flipping gears a little bit here from Hall of Fame talk, TPC, we had TPC last weekend in Sherwood Park.
1: Yes, and you know what? It would be really normal for us to, you know, have um, the three women the qualified yeah. and um we adore you and we're super proud of your accomplishments we're going to talk about that uh, we pivoted a little bit this week just to celebrate brenda and, and um sandy um but yeah i'll let you you know walk through the beginning part of it because um it's amazing what happened at happened. ttc yeah. yeah
0: there was a, a lot that happened starting thursday night the invitational yeah. um, tyler to Kat won the main event second year in a row uh, he's our first back-to-back winner on either side. So that was incredible. He beat Jordan Schuss in the finals. Um, the average pro who went and ran the whole way through. He bowled amazing. Yeah. The ladies side, um, we had the eight ladies playing in it. You played the imitational this year. So did I. Didn't quite go our way. But we also had Chantal Sear from Quebec. And Jenna Lamaru, Heidi Mapstone, um, Brittany Lacusta, all from Edmonton, and then Alyssa Campbell from Manitoba, and Michaela Sanderson from Calgary. Um, it was a big field.
1: Like, Not only a big field, but I honestly think that, like, at some point, like, it should be beyond, like, the eight players, right? Like, okay. how do we, you know, encourage – yeah, how do we expand it? Because I think yeah. – then that's where it uniquely becomes um, incredibly, not that it's not competitive, because certainly I lost in my first round, but but, um, yeah. but it is competitive. And um, I think the sharp point here in terms of discussion is like, how, how do we grow um, right. that side of the women's invitational at that event? Um, it is uniquely different uh, for us too. Have the opportunity and experience something right. that is so immediate right versus tpc qualifying where you have a couple attempts this is it like you're yeah. in make or you're, break you're, yeah
0: or die, you lose the first round and you're yeah. Done.
1: yeah and that's why i love supporting it um i yeah. do think for me personally it continues to help me think about my game evolve my game um mm-hmm. you know it's not always easy We're um, always You know, you have moments in the game where it's beautiful and you can kind of celebrate it. But there's also a lot of moments where it's just like super, super hard, like really hard. Um, So I I think it's important um, that the TPC actually
0: hosts that um, for us. Mm -hmm. But I'd I'd love to see an expansion expand. Yeah. Well, and the ladies do a really good job of filling it up fast. Like I think we filled it up the ladies side way quicker than the main event filled up. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, but um round one, Chantel came out and beat you. I know that was like a pretty good match.
1: It was a good match, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then Jenna came out and she beat Heidi Mapstone. Um she threw almost a thousand for her four games. Michaela won against Alyssa Campbell. I know this was the second time they've played each other in the invitational. I know Alyssa made a status about she's not gonna not going to lose to Michaela the third time because Michaela's beat her twice now. So, and then I played Brittany and ended up winning that first round. Um, So I played Jenna in the second round and Jenna was solid the whole way. She kicked my butt. So.
1: Yeah. And Um, I think too, like Michaela came out super hot. I think she had the highest uh, total. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, Right. And didn't finish. So it could have been
0: unbelievable. So yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and she came out and played Chantel. Chantel ended up beating Michaela in the second round. I know me and Michaela watched the finals together, the final round, and went oh, just kind of kicking ourselves a little bit. But um, and then Jenna ended up beating Chantel in the final. It was it was close. It was close. <laughs> it was, Honestly,
1: it um, was close. You know, it, it's getting later at night too. We're probably closer to eleven p.m. for the women. We start a little bit later in terms of the format. So. You know, by the time we do the introductions and then you have a bit of a, a like a time yeah. lull that we have to kind of sit back and wait for the men to finish, um, you know, their first round, which, you know, it's it's not bad, but there's definitely, you know, a, a lull in terms of what it looks like. I anticipate that that probably would have been challenging for Chantel in terms of the time difference. Yeah. Being um,
0: three hours ahead in Quebec. Yeah. About one in the morning for
1: for her and she had traveled early you know early in the morning and um she was fierce basically all the way through like ready to go you could see it in her face um in her execution uh uh, for sure but i i am thinking that that little bit of a gap in terms of the the um what's the word i'm looking for (laughs) time around. difference yeah, yes. not, yeah. <laughs> probably caught up to her a little bit
0: a little bit I think yeah but yeah, yeah the invitational went really well um, yeah
1: women love then, it
0: yeah everyone mm-hmm. seems to love it yeah yeah and then the main event we had a really good showing at the main event this year uh 28 individual female players last year we only had 20 so that number was up 44 shifts thrown um compared to only 30 thrown last year there was five different provinces we had ladies come out from. BC had four players, Saskatchewan four players, Manitoba had two, Quebec, Chantal came out from Quebec. Um, so that was great. I have another stat about TPC. Um, there were two pairs of shoes left at the lanes that had to find their way back to an owner. I was told to make note of that. Len oh. oh. left two pairs of shoes at the bowling alley. So we <laughs> threw that one in with our little numbers of numbers of the main event. Um, but yeah, it was uh really good showing this year for the ladies. So and then we had three qualifiers. Um Josie Brooks qualified 30th and she threw a 2180. Alyssa Campbell threw a 2167 to qualify 33rd and Kelsey Wilton from Calgary shot 2159 to qualify 35th. So was-
1: amazing, amazing bowling. Um watched Josie the last match. Um Incredible spirit and spunk, and you know, desired to you know uh, come through. I mean, twenty one eighty, and I think she threw two forty four her last game. So I mean, she had a bit of room, but not mm-hmm. much room. But obviously. even
0: I was watching because I was bowling a couple lanes over from her, and going into like the second half of that game, it was like a little bit, a little bit dicey, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she was like a f- switch flipped, and she was Fire. like. I have a job to do. I'm going to get on the lane. I'm going to do it. And she was yeah. throwing great shots and yeah. confident looking balls and uh, got the job done.
1: So yeah, congratulations, Josie. Beautiful bowling, very consistent bowling. You should mm-hmm. be very proud of you, uh, yourself for the, yeah. uh, your performance. Keep keep it going.
0: Yeah. So all three of them, they had to play a sudden death round Sunday morning. So the way TPC worked this year, you had your top 24. Four, I believe and then the next set of qualifiers played Sunday morning to see who would make up the rest of the top 32. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josie ended up getting the draw to be or to play Kelsey so we were oh, gonna no. lose a lady <laughs> right off the bat. It was <laughs> inevitable. So um, she shot 725 to Kelsey's 683 so she ended up moving into the top 32s and Alyssa played Alex Samir some year something Mm -hmm. 782 to 712 so she ended up making it into the top 32 as well um josie played her first match against lonnie acres so the way it worked this year as well tpc had the two sides the a side b side a side was just total pinfall for your three game set and then b side was a race to two games so that's that's that one we're talking about where brad didn't make it through even though he threw the 450 he yeah. lost the other two games so yeah. um, Josie's first one she played Lonnie Acres, won 693 to 538 and then on the next round of the A side she played Tyler McLean and lost 650 to 528 he played unreal he the whole day he was so solid mm-hmm. on the B side she lost in the first round to Dexter Wiseman he came out swinging at her and then Alyssa ended up playing uh, Sylvain in the first one and she lost 764 to 668. So it was pretty close. And then the B side race to two, she played Kyle Young and ended up getting eliminated there, but it was great showing from the ladies.
1: Unbelievable. Um, super proud of you guys. I mean, I think there's just more to come, right? Like as we're starting to see the participation increase and like, we've just had two back-to-back incredible uh, wcbt events where we've had women qualifying so um moving on let's just talk about a little bit of the amazing uh, bowling i love the ticker
0: the ticker i just got a little reminder sent to me about the ticker, the ticker. <laughs> carrie's like ah, ticker tape <laughs> you've worked on the ticker but we
1: love the ticker tell us if you love the ticker anyways scores over 350 um michaela sanderson 385 Kelsey Wilton, 371. Josie Brooks, 356. Some monster games. Um, We had 14 games by the women um, that were anywhere from 300 to 350. Jen Baker, through 343, 325. Chantel, 340, 303. Josie, 330, 328. Alyssa Campbell, 3, 300s. 325, 324, 320. Jackie Grossart, who we love and adore, 325. Crystal Hibber, uh, 324. And then Katie Rayner also showcasing three 300s, 320, 308, and 306. I was telling Katie a stat earlier. I'm going to bring it up right now because we're talking about 300s. So I have played league all year. I've played a master's event, which is 16 games. I've played TPC two two uh, qualifying shifts everyone out there in bowling community (laughs) i have not thrown a 300 this year it's coming. do not one
0: (laughs) the rest of the season is just going to be like every week 300 300 300 it is on the top
1: of my mind we talked about it at bowling uh on monday night anyways just just so you know Um, Averages over 259 shifts, Um, Josie Brooks, 272, Alyssa, who's been on quite a stretch at 270, Kelsey Wilton at almost 270, Jen Baker, 263, Katie Beautiful Bowling, 262, just came shy, Um, Tracy Smith, 256, Um, Akira Anseth, 255. Chantel at 251, and then Katie Rayner had another shift at 251. So you're close a couple times, my girl. Close. Yeah. Close. Yeah. yeah. Honorable mentions. Um, I think it's really critical that we talk about um, Akira um, and you know her discipline and her commitment to the game our youngest female to compete um, at the WCBT. She threw two qualifying shifts and they were very, very respectable. And actually probably she, she, she was probably so close to making it. Um, she had a shift at 2041 averaging 255 and another shift at 1942 averaging 242. So Akira, we're proud of you. Keep pushing yourself. You're incredible. Your display on the lanes is unbelievable um, I'm sure we're not in the car ride home with you with your mom and, <laughs> mom and dad um, but what we see from the outside is just this incredible spirit yeah. and desire and commitment to the game and uh, keep pushing well
0: beyond your years
1: 100% so keep yeah. um,
0: keep pushing
1: yourself um, all, the, all obviously to Madison Jenkins um, she was the innovator sponsor player of the tournament um, it was her first time um, ever she playing so WCBT
0: nervous. yeah I I still get nervous yeah she you know. was like the first game I was standing beside her talking to her and she's like my hands are trembling I can't hold the ball yeah <laughs> she was so nervous I was nervous in pro league on Sunday um <laughs> anyway it's all good
1: anyways super proud of you two qualifying shifts on Saturday you shot a 207 average and a 239 average congratulations and I hear that you are super super excited about uh, Red Deer Traditional. So we look forward to seeing you uh, there. And then also, um, just a remarkable accomplishment by Lonnie Acres two four um, hundreds during your qualifying shift uh, four eighteen and four oh seven. We don't see that often. We wanted to make sure that it was uh, recognized. That that that's just huge. So congratulations, yeah. Lonnie, on your two four hundred games. Yeah. Um, at the TPC,
0: it's kind of like our TPC wrap up. That's amazing. The TPC, Brad Moens and he I was mean, on the podcast last week,
1: I think it's incredible. And then, and then I look back, and I, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my screen. Um, just want to make sure, but like, I think the call out that we had four BC players, you know, 16 from Alberta, Saskatchewan continues to support us. Manitoba having two, you know, players, and then having Chantel come from all the way from. Quebec, but um, there's some consistency that's starting to happen for the WCBT, which I think is incredible. So thank you, ladies, for joining us at these events.
0: Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, So moving on, our next guest is one of my very good friends. Um, A lot of people in Alberta especially know her, but she's known all over the country because she's had so many teams of youth and adults that so she's taken to nationals already um we'll bring her in and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about her extensive resume and some of the things she's got going on so i'm just gonna find that welcome des
4: hi those are some hi. tough acts to follow though by the way I'm a little nervous. This is
0: like a star-studded show over here. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're about
1: to become a staple on our show, and we're super happy to have you on.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I'm super excited about it, too, you guys. So for those of you that don't know, Des has been a player. I had the opportunity of getting to know her as a player long before she was a coach Um, We ended up going to nationals together for four steps back in like 2006 and got a bronze medal together. And since then, there's been so much that has happened. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to as a coach and your career in bowling.
4: Sure. So when I, so there's just, I don't know. I was a figure skater. I was with Disney. And um, when I came back from Disney, I wanted to get involved in bowling again. I came back and bowled in the Wednesday uh, super match play that they used to have at Bonnie Dune. And I am far too competitive to just average under what I used to. And I realized at that point, it just wasn't where I wanted to, uh, to be anymore. And I didn't have the time either to put in to get back to my average. So Um, I wanted to stay involved somehow and both my brothers with the age difference between us were very young. And so because I also coach figure skating, it was just kind of a natural progression for me to move into coaching bowling so that I could still stay involved. But I wasn't actually bowling myself. So, yeah, I started 2010 and then decided to take a chance, put my name in for Youth Challenge, like right after I got my level two. And I was fortunate enough to get picked for a ladies team. Um, And, yeah, I've been coaching Youth challenge since then i had katie on an open team we went to nationals for that so went and to my first four steps class. this year yeah golden nationals uh gold youth
0: nationals gold yc nationals yeah your medal count is pretty high yes <laughs> <laughs> medal count is pretty high um so right now one of the reasons why we first had thought of you as someone we wanted to bring on you are running a coaching clinic for some of the youth challenge players in Calgary. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so I used to run it kind of unofficially, I'm going to say, um, for quite some time when I had like Tyler, Brad, Trevor, those kind of my my OG boys that I started with. Um, and then as I started coaching YBC here in Calgary this year, I decided that I wanted to run something to kind of help those kids get ready for youth challenge. There's quite a few that are their first year or they only have one year under their belt. And because of COVID, I feel like we kind of, we missed a bunch, and so the kids that maybe would have had their first year didn't get that opportunity. They don't know about it now. They're coming in kind of as like the middle of the pack. So to give them some experience with bowlers who are going to bowl youth challenge, who have been to nationals before, who have been on the teams, to get them to know each other and see kind of what it's all about. And then for me to just as a coach, working on some of the fundamentals that I try and preach when I am on the lane with them.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the main focuses you guys are focusing on during the coaching clinic?
4: So a lot of what I do um, is skills so i am a firm believer any of you that have had any experience with me know that i'm big on spares um strikes they are a huge part of the game and when you're in the moment they just happen you don't have to think about them too much but being in a situation under pressure or when you're up on the lane and you have to get a spare to make it to nationals or make that cut or whatever your stressful situation is if you don't have that training to back you up it's really hard to be able to focus on what your body needs to do when you're so nervous and so I'm doing a lot of like middle percentage hits um, spare shots and then just repetitions really to try and help them feel more confident in their ability to go on the lane and say okay you know what that was a chop off and you know how many of you get up there and you go oh, I hope I don't cherry this pin, right and that's all you're thinking about as you're up there but you might need that spare and so I'm just trying to instill confidence in each one of their shots
0: amazing
1: I mean when I first saw on Facebook that you are you know hosting that little coaching event for the youth does I couldn't have been more uh proud on it honestly and I don't do any coaching myself so the, the give back to the sport I think is um incredible and the teaching and the learning um that you're giving to the youth I I think is outstanding. I think just to even the evolution of the thought process of bringing like a seminar like that for the kids is not something that we traditionally see in the sport. So that actually kind of breaks a little bit of boundaries um, for for the sport. Um, Do you plan on continuing it? Like what are you seeing from the kids? Are you seeing are you seeing a little bit of a different mindset? Are you seeing the evolution from them or growth from them? Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing.
4: Yeah, so there's a couple that, you know, first year, they're having some difficulties um, with averages, say, where they want to be. So my goals with them and what I'm working with them are different than some of the kids that I have that I'm going to say are in that more elite group. So going forward, I would like to be able to continue, and I would like to be able to come up with some type of, training program or seminar where I'm focusing on the ones that are in a learning to compete phase and the ones that are in the elite phase where we're training to win or training for a medal position or qualifying for nationals. So I would like to be able to, in some way, continue what I'm doing. Um, A lot of what I do comes from my skating background. And for me, you know, talking about like breaking barriers, I just, there's a lot of times on the lanes when I was being coached that I found compared to what my skating coaches were giving me, it was different. And we're all still athletes at the end of the day, whether it's bowling or it's skating or it's hockey, whatever you're doing. And so I felt like there was a disconnect from how my coaches outside of the bowling world were talking to me as an athlete versus what I was getting in the bowling community. And so I've really tried to kind of bridge that gap. And part of these like seminars and training things is – taking what I would do with my skaters and just adapting it to be a bowling thing because we're, we're still training to qualify. We're still training to compete. We're still training for medals and our seasons run very parallel to each other. And so you're going to have the, the ups and the downs. And how do you then start to say, okay, you know what? I have a big tournament coming up. Maybe I need to back off a little bit because you can't be at your peak all year long. You just can't, right? Right. And so, yeah, helping the think- kids try and manage that.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, like having the opportunity to bowl with you as a competitor, and then also having the opportunity to have you as a coach when you took us to nationals, I think you just bring so much to the table because of your background, because you have that competitive bowling side, the competitive figure skater, the, you know, even with your line of work with the massage therapy, you kind of know how the body works and the muscles. And you have that knowledge as well, that all kind of comes together and being at the high level of figure skating, you have the mental side down and you just have so much to bring to the sport and to the young players and to like the old players like me. And I know there's often that I'm like, Coach Des, I need you. (laughs) Coach Des, help me. Um,
1: I think too, that's why I think it's so important that, um, you know, Des, thank you for kind of like leaning in and, you know, supporting like our ladies edition of the podcast and actually being a staple. We've asked Des to actually be a a staple in um, our future podcast because I feel like there's so much more that she can contribute even uh, through this lens that I think would be really important. Um, you know, again, you know, want to link it back to like what's next for her and how, you know, you know, whether you're a brand new bowler or you've got decades of, um, experience, like, you know, you still go through this mindset that can be at times very challenging or, or easy. And I think, um, Des, I'm really proud that, you know, you're going to be able to join us on a weekly basis, like coaching uh, tips by uh, Des, I think is going to be, um, be like and- a
0: slogan. <laughs> yeah,
1: something we're, we're going to like figure it out. But um, just the wealth of your training and your knowledge and your experience and what you can bring to her, I think is going to be r- really critical, um, you know, as we evolve this podcast. Um, so yeah. th- thank you. Thank you for giving a little piece of your time um and for expertise. for us in the sport yeah
0: yeah and if anybody has questions that they're wanting to know like the coaching side of or if you're wanting to pick does is great let us know we are more than willing to field some of those questions to her and uh get those answers so
4: yeah, for sure. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm, I'm really excited coaching. I'm sure any of you that have had a conversation with me, it's something I'm really, really passionate about. And it's what I love to do. So if I can bestow that knowledge on other coaches, bowlers in our community, whatever it is, I just,
0: I love to talk about it. So I'm here. <laughs> You're going to have ample perfect. time. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Des. And uh, till next month. Yes, we will <laughs> see you in a month. Okay, <laughs> thank
4: exactly. you, ladies. Thanks, Des. Okay, bye.
0: Can't wait. Yeah, I think there's just gonna be so many things we can talk about with her. Like picking the coaching side of the like, you know, different tournament formats, pulling, who do you put on the bench, mindset? How do you how do you help those bowlers that are in the rut? Or Mm -hmm. I know that I've given her many challenges with myself. So (laughs) I know. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> coaching by des right
0: coaching by des yeah yeah she's up for it all right we are at our last guest of the night this one i'm excited for it's a big one it, it is a big one i mean um second consecutive you know
1: um podcast for her as well so yeah
0: yeah all right let's bring her in with the
5: fab five logo look thank you Michaela for the fab five logo (laughs) she did an
1: excellent excellent job I know we talk sometimes in the past we've been on um streamlining where people have talked about goosebumps when I saw uh the logo around fab five I think it's fresh and youthful (laughs) and awesome so thank you Michaela for doing that yeah
5: it was uh, a quick Tracy moment today of maybe Stacey could put a logo together, put a logo together, talk about it for five minutes with Fab Five, get home. And I'm like, Mikaela, could you make it a background? How'd you do that with your Yankees thing? Like, oh yeah, I can do it. <laughs> so It's like amazing.
1: Yeah. Just like a new, not that we didn't like the old logo. We love the old logo and we're grateful for the uh, logo and the space, but Stacy, you know, <laughs> We're at the top of the hour, back on the podcast. Um, There's so much to talk about. So I I feel like we should just get right into it. Some exciting, exciting news that you've got to share.
5: Yeah, I, uh, I think the Fab Five is, uh, we've talked a lot and we've talked at the previous podcast about this female only event and. It's it's happening. It is happening. And we're so excited at Toppler to be hosting, I was gonna say the very first ever female event. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I hold this up if you guys are gonna be able to see it, but Don Sim, and we all know Don Sim has the archives of archives, brought this powder puff singles tournament, ladies only tournament, uh in nineteen seventy-four. So, uh, just a little <laughs> archive, really funny to go through. I think uh, I think I'm going to post a little bit of it because it's quite interesting. 46, 46 cents per game lineage back in 1974. Wow, twenty five dollar entry fee and a three hundred dollar first place prize.
1: 1974, Stacy, women's only event, isn't yeah. it? kind of incredible that we're actually talking about an event for her in 2023 2023 yes 2023 um when there was a women's event that was in 1974 so it's kind of like just an evolution of maybe what was already there hosted in calgary obviously the lanes are a little bit different where Topplers, you know um decided to kind of host this really cool thing
5: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, we wouldn't want to be the the powder pop singles really probably doesn't die. <laughs> well but, you know, I, I pretty sure my dad was there because he knew about it, too. I don't know how many years it ran for if it was just one year. But uh, yeah, kind of neat that it happened. I did talk to a few different people across the country. And there are other places that have other provinces that have, uh, female only type events, but I think this is going to be the start and, uh, will be like a female premier cash event. Um, let's go. It's going to be what's it called ladies, five pin classic and it will be held June 16th through 18th at Toppler. Um, the format, not really decided on yet. Um, We've kind of talked Fab Five a little bit. And then our committee is Tracy, myself, Sheena Owens, and Annette Bruneau. Also, we've had a lot of conversations with Melinda Miller and Jennifer Smith. So, um, yeah, it'll be a $200 entry fee. We're just not entirely sure on how the format's going to work yet, but there will be like a Friday Night Doubles. It'll just be a fun, like, bringing women to the community, right? Like, having us all together to support each other and to have those moments that the men and I shouldn't say just the men, but a lot of the men get at the, at the main events where, you know, this at TPC, there's three women. So it was nice. That's three women getting those experience, those moments. Right. So right. it's exciting. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I mean, there's been a lot of work behind the background. Um, I think it's really important to like, Look at the event as one of those moments where a bunch of women can get together, you know, leave their husbands, boyfriends, whatever. It's like yep. a girls' weekend <laughs> where we can kind of Bye. get, yeah, <laughs> get, you know, get away, um, and be able to kind of just be together, have something a little bit fun, a great uh, community celebrate Um, each other, celebrate each other. Um, You know, timing is like really difficult, right? Stace in terms of trying to figure out right time, you know, but at the end of the day, I think it's the right motive, the right um, initiative. Um, You know, obviously Stace will talk a little bit more about format, but I think the big thing and the factor for us is like, how do we encourage all women of all levels to participate? think that's like a yeah. really really big component of why you know toppler has decided to host um the event and here we go again tracy's taking over stacy <laughs> right.
5: okay. well i think like you know the the people that we have involved here right like i mean we the board that i just talked about in the fab five board i mean we do have the opinions of a of, of top-notch elite players but we also have thankfully, Maria Wood, who is often quite silent in our background and just doesn't want to to have a lot of spotlight. But she's also a teaching master, a senior master. Mm-hmm. My best friend, Charlotte, she's a teaching master that we get a lot of input. A, a lot of bowlers from Topler, female bowlers, have uh, been very supportive in, in talking to, like, would you play? Like, what would entice you to play in this? Do we have to have a POA side? Do we do all scratch? Uh, you know, is it And I'm going to come out and release it now, I guess. But we do have, thank you very much to Body Things. They have become our title sponsor for $2,500. And we do have uh, our Fab Five sponsorship of $1,000. So that's $3,500 going into the prize pool as of right now. So maybe money kind of entices people to come out and play. play, right? Uh, I do have about three or four sponsors in the works right now, too, that we're just trying to keep working and keep building, right? Like, it's, I don't think that we, we expect, you know, 100 women. I mean, we would gladly take it, right? But Sheena keeps just saying, you know, if you build it, they will come. And I think it will come. And I think it's going to happen. And I think it's, going to be inclusive for all females and like Tracy and I and Sheena and Annette talk about all the time it's building this community to be together to have these experiences to promote each other and and enjoy bowling right and there's you know there's there's lots of different factors that go into and a lot of people I can't hardly imagine the people we have to thank Trace but like right now I know like Cindy and Tim and Mark and Anthony for like, constantly, I'm like, how do you run your payout for this? How did you do this tournament? How did you do this? Just trying to put together different ideas. But I'm, I have goosebumps. I'm excited. I watch this podcast. You guys have like all these outstanding women. Today was crazy. Uh, what a, a lineup today. Like it just makes <laughs> us all excited to keep going and to put this together. So we have this. And I mean, it, it's just going to grow, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, congratulations on hosting the event and kind of working through all of the different things. And, you know, obviously, Fab Five group um, consists of, you know, Stacey, myself, uh, Maria, Karen Armstrong, who's a veteran of the game Hall of Famer herself, and then um, our beloved Shauna Peary. And I always lays an A. I hope I made her proud. Um, but like, we are like in a group chat that really is just advocating for, for something for her, it's her weekend. Um, we're just striving to, you know, be our best for her. And I I know I say that a lot, but I just think it's like really critical timing may not be ideal. I think, you know, the other thing is, is we just want to talk about, you know, the the support, the encouragement, and the advocacy that we get from the bullying um, community. We're leaning in, obviously, for continued support um, around what this could look like for the future for her, whether it stays with the same timing, you know, in future years or not. But it's something that, you know, we're kind of digging our heels into. We want there to be consistency, you know, we want there to be something for our children, like for upcoming women in the sport, whatever their moment is, right? At whatever yep. age and whatever level. And I think that is what this diamond classic is all about.
5: I agree. I think I mean to, to touch on the date part of it, I, I like <laughs> if everybody knew the calendar we were working with. <laughs> Between masters and uh, open and, and events. <laughs> <laughs> Pro league takes a lot of weekends away for for toppler having yeah. two teams. and ybc like there's lots of different events that i think every bowling center hosts right so is it the perfect weekend to put it on i know but i don't think there is a perfect weekend to put it on right? right and you know maybe we get a better jump at the schedule this year for for next season but uh you know i think it's a great, you know, end of season for people that finish off the open, if you're going to nationals and if you need a little practice before you go to masters nationals, that's there as well. Right.
1: Yeah. I think too, as we're kind of talking about this, anybody who's like interested in learning more, I would just say, lean into Stacy, Stacy, we're, you know, obviously um, desiring, um, you know, sponsorship opportunities to make the event, you know, bigger and, and, and better. I would say, like, look at your travel schedule, see if you can book, um, you know, WestJet on a discount, come out for the weekend. I would say many of our homes are open if you don't have a place to stay or you're worried about like hotel, like we're encouraging out of province um, travel to come to the event. We're excited to have you. I think it's gonna be like fantastic. Um, You know, pick your devil's partner, come out for the event. Have some fun, have some drinks, yeah, um, and we're excited.
5: I mean, if if you could all hear, like Sheena, remember Trace Sheena's like, I'm envisioning like walking through the door for the doubles, and here's your glass of prosecco, oh and totally, my, you know, <laughs> cheese board, and like, oh, it's a bougie it. event. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like reenacting her <laughs> wedding. Let's just <laughs> like, be honest. <laughs> it's Great, like, yeah, any any ideas or gosh, we would take any kind of suggestions I talked to. I had a few suggestions at the TPC, but, uh, you know, we're definitely open and we want to have as much, you know, involvement in that stuff as we can for sure. Mm -hmm. Excited. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing,
1: Kate. We've got, I mean, we've got lots to
5: figure out still. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's coming. It's just, you know, people go on vacation and then, you know, I don't know what you know, where else it was like, but then it was really snowy here and it's hard to line up everybody's schedules because, you know, no one's not busy. <laughs> so, right.
1: Stacey, when do you think you'll have more to share about like format and things like that? Still working through things.
5: I think, like, uh, I, when I talked to Annette today, I said we really got to get on the format. I'd like to have that done, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But I'm I'm running the youth challenge this year with Charlotte and Calgary, so our time is kind of filled with filled with like the, the event coming up and stuff. So okay, right, but- early December, middle December, we should have the whole format out, and maybe for our next podcast we can talk format and uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be the format should be at least out by then, and hopefully, you know, maybe an entry form, maybe. You know, maybe I can locate a good hotel as well as, you know, maybe maybe a dozen more sponsors. Why? Let's reach for it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Congratulations! I think oh, it's an it. amazing start.
0: It's gonna happen. Love it. It's coming. It All happen. right. Well, thanks so much, Stacy, for that update,
5: Woo. and we'll see you next month. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks, Stacy. Wow.
0: That's big, big news for the game. great news, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, We're basically at the end. Love it. A little looking forward. Um, Manitoba Open is coming up December 1st to 4th. I know there's lots of players um, from Alberta heading out there. So far, 35 females have signed up. Um, Lots of representation from the East. There's a couple from Newfoundland. I know Melissa and uh, Megan are coming out from Newfoundland for that. Lots of Ontario players, lots of Manitoba players, lots of local are going to be there. I know there's a couple signed up from BC. Jesse Bailey, I think was on the list going from BC. So lots of, lots of players going out there.
1: I think it's amazing, right? Like first uh, Winnipeg um, experience, like obviously they just joined uh, the WCBT um, tour. So congratulations Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that they're already getting like all star, you know, record signups and that we've got high female participation. Um, You know, I'm unable to go, but I'll be watching like a hawk. Right. So good luck, ladies. We're going to be watching. We're going to celebrate all of your your moments um, after
0: the events finished. Yeah. And then we have a podcast after that. December 21st is our next ladies night just in time for Christmas.
1: Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed tonight's podcast. Um, yeah. I certainly enjoyed it. Katie, thank you for letting me co-host. Yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you,
0: thank thank you, you for being here with pleasure. me. It's been a and pleasure. Like to everybody who's been watching and all the Five Pin Universe guys for giving up the night again and letting us come on and take over your baby that you've molded and mm-hmm. formed mm-hmm. into this nice thing for everyone. And yeah, yeah. That's
1: awesome. Okay, so enjoy your night. Thank you everyone for watching and joining us. See you next month. Bye.